With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is a Entertainment Podcast. Life without hope. Now that's living hell. This is what real hope looks like. This is the, the word that those hopeless people need to hear. This is the word that 3,000 people that try to commit suicide today, the 3,000 that will try to commit tomorrow, 3,000 that will try to commit on Monday, this is the word that they need to hear is that there is hope. It's real superpower. It's hope. There's hope. Welcome to Victims and Villains. This is the show where we talk nerd, we talk hope, and we speak nothing else. I am your host, Captain Nostalgia, and thank you for hitting play and download wherever you listen to your podcast because we are about to jingle it up in here. We're talking jingle all the way today. Please tell me welcoming from Dummy Comics, Mr. Kalani Caraballo. What's up, man? Hey, man. What's up, man? I'm happy to be here. (laughs) I'm happy to be I'm happy to have you here because this is actually your pick uh back when we did our hundredth episode for Phil Hartman celebration and memorial and legacy. This was a movie that you originally wanted to cover and it was like, well, it's like the middle of February. So uh I was yeah. like, I will bring you back and we will specifically do this film and uh this film is kind of one of those those films that uh, I don't know if it if it holds up for me. It holds up. I don't know. I I, I think it kind of held up. It's one of my favorites. I, I always watch it every Christmas, every holiday season. That that's a that's a go to right there. I, all right, all right. So before we start talking about the movie, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what has been going on in the world of dummy comics. Uh well, right now. Um... Currently, right now, we're a little, we're kind of on hiatus. Right now, we're just, uh, kind of just enjoying the holiday season. We're, we have a lot planned for 2019 as far as uh, appearances. Uh, Frank Castro is currently wrapping up uh, manif- issue three to manifesto right now, and in this issue it looks so crazy. He like stepped the art up. Like, I, I, I mean, it, it's, it, it's gonna be crazy. Like. It's crazy so far. He's almost done, but we're going to release that in the top of the year in January. So it's going to be pretty much we're trying to be anywhere and everywhere as as, as possible. I so did that's, not that's actually. That's the plan for I didn't think it was possible for him to step it up from from what he did with two because like, uh, manifesto was one that I 
I was a little bit leery on the first time I, I picked it up because I was like, it kind of like looks like a, a Punisher comic. And even when you uh-huh. kind of get into it, but it's, I mean, it, it, it just, it's a comic that like lasts and stays with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I've, that's what I've been hearing with, with a lot of people. A lot of people have just been, it's been like, um, lately it's, it's kind of picked up a little bit as far as, uh, people, wanting it and reviewing it so everybody that seems to review it and has gotten to read it they seem to be really excited i'm also excited because you know um it's hard to gauge things sometimes you don't know what's going to be read and what's not and what's going to be liked and you never know man and it's like a tough time for it's a tough climate when it comes to like you know police stories and stuff so it's like you know so it, it's been tough in that aspect, but it's actually been picking. Like I said, it's been picking up, so it's really excited. But we're looking forward to 2019. We also have, a, we also started another series that's coming soon as well. Um, yeah, it's it's just we're just busy, man. We're just really gonna be busy in 2019. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. We're we're also gonna be busy and not exposing that yet. But let's talk some uh, jingle all the way, man. Uh, yeah. So- let's do it. Like you said, like this is a film that you watch all the time every year. Uh, what is it about this film that just kind of makes you just kind of keep coming back for it? Uh, I I just think it's just funny, man. It's just it's just the I guess the uh, the craziness of, of of it all. You know, it's just it's a film that I don't think it just doesn't lose its luster. I mean, I guess it's not relatable now, of course. I mean, you know, when you get into the the aspect of the movie, but yeah, it's just, it's just a favorite of mine. It always just, I don't know. It doesn't get old to me. I, I had like, I'd watch, this was a film that like, I was like you, I I would watch it every year. Mm -hmm. And, Part of that, the reason I would watch it every year, part of that was due to the fact of having cable and having ABC Family and okay. <laughs> watching it every time because they, they played it constantly at Christmas time. Yeah, it's always on like all of those like like um like USA will probably play it and then they yeah like those channels, those those uh, I guess uh, like FX will probably play it. Like they'll throw it on like a weekend thing, maybe like a VH1 or something. Yeah, I mean this is this is a film that like it just it saw a lot of like screen time in in like the early two thousands and even kind of like the uh, yeah. mid two thousands. And then I I went off and became a grown up and got married and <laughs> <laughs> don't have cable anymore. Uh, so like uh, this was I think like the first time I've seen this film in probably like six years and oh wow okay. i yeah, I, I actually own the dvd man <laughs> I, I i own it now yeah okay i probably got it like out of a walmart bin the three dollar bin nice yeah i uh i actually like we i work across the street from like a, a brick and mortar rental store okay uh so, like, those, I, aren't, those aren't around like very much like no and i love it um, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> because if I can't find it in like Redbox or like if I'm like itching for like an earlier title, uh, mm-hmm. I always go in there and they normally have it. But they, uh, when I went to go rent it, they didn't have it for rent, but they had it for sale. So I picked it up for uh, a couple bucks and okay. watched it. And I had forgotten 
like just the amount of because like when you think of this like my brain immediately goes to Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, and Hartman, uh, the you know the three big powerhouse players. But I mean, this film uh, has like so many like like little cameos from just fantastic talent that you just don't. Uh, yeah, like one of the here. one of the, yeah one of them that's really cool is uh, the Big Show from wrestling. I don't know. I'm a big wrestling fan, so I know the Big Show is in there. Like they, they had like cool cameos like that. Like it's kind of like cultural, like like pop cultural ones where you're, like one of those things where where yeah yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, man. I, I like this movie a lot, man. I, I'm I'm happy to be doing this. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm gonna keep repeating it. I liked. Uh, uh, I think one that that really kind of get it for me was seeing a young Chris Parnell because I I grew up on Saturday Night like, Live and I still yeah. follow Saturday Night Live and okay. I never never made the connection that that was him as the clerk and I was kind of like I was getting the stuff together like ready for this episode with like our website and everything and uh, I came across this article it was like. 10 cameos from jingle all the way you just you forgot about or something like that and i was like okay. chris barnell what this is so yeah. weird <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think i'm trying to think who else was was it like a weird cameo that was in there uh, i'm the trying guy, to think I, I, the one that i remember is obviously the big show Vern troyer okay yeah all right so he was obviously he was the 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 midget santa then he was well, the little person. Santa. Yeah. Yeah. He little was, person yeah. Santa. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Little person Santa. Little person Politically Santa. Correct. My bad. Yeah. The yeah. Um, and then you had, like you said, like Big Show. And the guy that was also in, um, I'm trying to think, the guy that played Buster or Booster, he's in a lot. And I just. Oh, yeah. yeah. I cannot remember Wait, like, movie, who he what, is. Oh, isn't he? Wasn't he like in the? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, what was the name of? Oh my god! I'm having like a brain fart right now. That one movie where he was like a principal, and like the kid was like it was almost like a Dennis the Menace kind of thing, but it wasn't Dennis the Menace. They made like a. They had like a. Um, damn, it's like a trill. They they did like three movies for this little kid movie where the kid was just like a bad kid. And I know oh. that actor that plays Booster is the he's like the principal or something in there. In the oh, yeah, are we, are we talking Diary of a Wimpy Kid? No, we're not talking Diary. No, no, no. We're, I'm talking first. Like this is like a '90s movie. This is like a '90s movie where it was like it was, they did like like a couple of movies for like this. It was like a kid, but he was like a troublemaker. And I'm trying to think. And I think the actor that plays Booster was in that movie as a principal. I think. So the guy that you're... I'm trying to think. Hold on. Now I gotta look it up. Now I have to like look it up. I'm gonna have to look it up. Hold on a second. Let's see. Boost. Yeah. Uh, but the guy. Yeah, you're coming in he, steady. He has done. Uh, see, new girl. Uh, how about now? Okay, I hear you. I hear you clearly. Hear you uh, yeah, clearly. so he uh he most okay. Uh, uh, he's new girl, American dad. Uh, he was in the Regai uh, boot. Uh, he's done a lot of TV here recently. 
TV. Let's see. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to see. Store clerk. Hold on. Dodgeball. I'm trying to think. Let's see. Where is he? Danny Woodburn was the tone. It was the wolf. The elf. Let's see. Santa. No. Why isn't this not popping up right now? I'm looking at IMDb right now. Same. Let's see. Taxi driver. Turbo man. Peace officer. I think the one you're thinking about is Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds? No, no, yeah. it's not Revenge of the Nerds. Well, the the principal role that he played was uh, was in girl. Recently, like he's just done a lot of TV. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. But yeah. I yeah I think I, 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 I must be confusing it with somebody else. <laughs> I think just one, two, like he just has kind of one of those uh, those recognizable voices as well, um, and also too, uh, let's not forget the kid in this was the young Anakin from Phantom Menace. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, I do. Yes, he did. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I totally forgot I mean, about that. I really forgot about that. Wow. <laughs> I forgot that he played that role. <laughs> wow. Hey, see, Damn, like that, totally that just, forgot yeah. about it, too. Yeah. <laughs> forgot about that. I was like, wow. Yeah, wow, wow. Yeah. All right. I'll be into spoilers in just a few minutes, but if you guys have never been out for like 20 years but still uh yeah. hopefully check it out uh hopefully what we had to say uh, think about it but uh if you're someone you know is listening to this right now and you guys are suffering with suicide addiction self-harm or depression please reach out suicide is currently the 10th leading cause of death in the united states there are 123 suicides that take place each and every day and when you scale back internationally there are 800,000 successful suicides that is one death roughly every 40 seconds so if you or someone you know is struggling that uh, you guys can reach out to us on any of our social media links will be in the descriptions below or just go to any social media type in victims and villains uh you guys can also uh, go to victimsandvillains.net for slash hope where you guys can find resources uh, past just our social media called Suicide Lifeline 1 800 273 8255. Also, text them on this like 2741 741. We're going to be jumping back in to uh, the Christmas tree in just a few minutes right after this commercial break. This Friday, from the director of Home Alone and the director no! of The Flintstones. The best holiday family film in years. Whoa. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad. Oh, the baby. Jingle all the way. Ready PG starts Friday. All right, so welcome back. We are talking Jingle all the way. This is your spoiler warning. Uh, this is the first thing I'm going to ask you, kind of jumping into this, man, because I, I feel like we all, kind of growing up in the 90s, we all had that one toy that we wanted. What was the one toy that you just had to have? What was your Turbo Man? 
I was, you know what? I had a feeling you were gonna ask me that, right? So I was trying. To, so I was trying to think of something that I asked for that I didn't get, and I'm. And the only thing that I could remember is probably a um like a Star Wars figure, but it was a uh, Luke Skywalker as uh as the um he was dressed like as a pilot for the uh it was like in an orange suit. I remember he was like in an orange suit. It was like um. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember not getting that. And then I ended up getting that a couple of Christmases ago. Uh, Chrissy ended up finding one and, and bought it for me. Nice. Man, mine, yeah. mine that I, I wanted so bad. And I think like one that I wanted really bad and never got, I think, was uh, like I, I wanted the – you remember those those Power Ranger flip head toys? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I remember those. I had the green one, but like I wanted like all of them, so that like okay. I could I could like you know play Power Rangers. I think, but I I think the the only one I had was I had the 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 red one, and the uh the the green one. Like I think those were the only two my parents got me. But the one gift that I I wanted really bad more than anything, and I actually got, and still own to this day, uh, is uh PS one. Like that was PS one. Like, yes, that was like the one gift. Like I, I wanted more than anything, and I played it for. I I don't even remember that Christmas. Although all I remember is just popping in the disc and just never stopping. Yeah, I remember when my parents got me the PS one. They got me the PS one, but they didn't get me any games. <laughs> all it came with was like a sampler. It came with like a sampler disc and. And gave me games that they rented that ended up having to like go back in a couple of days. Like they rented me games to play until like they could afford games. <laughs> I mean, yeah. at, at least they were thinking about you. Like, but I, I remember yeah, those. Yeah, no, they, their hearts were in the right place. No, no, no. It was still a great Christmas, but it was just like they, yeah, they got me the P. They, you know, they made me happy, but then at the same time, I was like, yeah, I, I gotta go rent games or else I can't play this. Yeah. I I think we yeah. all had uh like that's that's how my my memories of like uh Nintendo sixty four was like I I would my cousins would like get in trouble and we would like we would borrow it for like the weekend or however long their punishment was and then it had to go right back. It was like just when I was getting uh, what good. A, yeah, what a tease, man. What a tease. Yeah. That's all right. I mean, maybe fingers crossed. If Nintendo ever actually drops it, I'll, I'll, I'll get the Nintendo sixty four classic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the uh, the Super Nintendo classic, and that, that thing has been amazing. But uh, to tell you the truth, like we've only played it maybe like five times since we got it. It was like a cool and exciting thing up in like like for like the time like the beginning like the first couple of days, and after a while, like we've had we had no time for that thing. Yeah, that's how I feel about uh, video games. Is like I invested into a uh, a Sega last year, and I love playing my Sega. It's just I never have yeah. time to like sit down and, and play it. And I'm I'm hoping like uh, like I've planned my year to end on like a whole month of like just rest. So I'm hoping in that month I can just be like Sega. I hardly knew you. Let's jump back into you. 
Okay. So what's what's your, like your go-to game for Sega? Probably the game that I've live streamed uh, more than anything else uh, is Toy Story. I I love. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Such a good game. Yeah, yeah. Because I have a, I have, I bought a refurbished uh, Sega Genesis too, man. So I, I break that thing out every now and then. But my go-to game is Streets of Rage, though. But ooh, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna. I, yeah. I've, I've, I've been on the hunt for the Castlevania game for. Okay. Uh, for the the Genesis, I can't remember the title of it. I think I don't think it's Symphony of the Night. That's a PS game. Uh, but there's there's a there's a Castlevania game that is like was exclusive for the 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 Sega Genesis, and I've been on the hunt for it for like a solid year. Not have to pay uh, an arm and a leg. You haven't just tried to just go on uh, on eBay. You haven't gone. You haven't gone to the bay for it. <laughs> See, I'm I'm like I'm so weird. Like I I enjoy the thrill of the hunt. So like I know that there are these, yeah like, I just like that easy ways and like uh like dc put out a book recently a couple years ago uh where they would like take like these like really well-known runs of like certain artists or uh writers for characters and would like republish them and send them out okay and uh they they redid the the run where um uh, wonder woman uh, lost her title and she actually uh, lost it to Artemis, and like she, Artemis became Wonder Woman, and like Wonder Woman was still Wonder Woman, but like she was like in this like biker, American patriotic weird dark nineties like outfit. Okay. And I I finally That's found that after like two uh, years of of hunting for it, I I found it at when we did Baltimore Comic Con for like half price and i was like done yeah that's interesting i've kind of been the same way too because i've been uh looking for um a couple of games i've been looking for like the punisher game for the sega genesis where it was like a yeah which was like a side scrolling beat-em-up i played it at a uh like at a uh, on the arcade on the like the arcade thing on the cabin in, in um it was in a comic book store in philly I'm trying to think of the name. I think Atomic City had it. It still worked. But I want to play that same game for Genesis. It's, it was kind of like Streets of Rage, too. It was done in the Streets of Rage style, so I thought that was pretty sick. That's but awesome. I've been on the hunt for that and uh, Streets of Rage 3, but I've never been able to find them in the in the wild for for at least a decent price. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, and and I think that you know uh, when you want something really bad, you do anything to get it, and that's kind of something yeah. that we see here with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character. He's like this workaholic dad, and yeah. they're the one figure that everybody, every kid wants is this is this Turbo Man, and uh, <laughs> like. This film is like Murphy's Law to the extreme. Like anything that can go wrong does go wrong. It will go wrong. Yeah. (laughs) My thing is, though, like, how did his, like, wife not notice that, like, she did not think that, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, 
like Chrissy when when it, when it comes to like her and and she has like something that she knows she needs to get done and she needs me to do it. She like always checks on me to make sure that I do it. Why wouldn't she check on uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger that like whole time? She would not think like I should not give him this thing to do. He is going to forget. Like I always wondered that like why she was never like a step ahead. <laughs> I never really thought about that. Like, uh, I I texted you after I watched it, and uh, if you guys have never visited like this movie in a while, go back and revisit it because it, there's actually a post credit scene. Like in the '90s, like there's like these like weird like random credit scenes. Like we they're they're normal to us now because of these Marvel movies, but like in those days, like they were just random. And like this one was like Christmas Day, like. Jamie got his turbo man and she was like, Oh, well you did it. You know, all this with, for, uh, for Jamie, like, what did you get me? And it's just, it's kind of one of those moments where it's like, man, it's like kind of felt cheesy, but it, it, yeah, it yeah. embraced it. Yeah. I, I do actually, like, I, I remember when you were saying, when you were talking, when you uh, hit me up about that and, um, I thought I didn't see the scene, and then now that you mentioned like what actually happened in the scene, I do remember that. I thought that was actually the ending of the movie. I thought that's oh. how the movie ended. No, yeah. uh, it it's not how it ends. It's like it's really weird because like the, it ends. I don't. I just watched it like a week ago, and I can't remember how it ends. Uh, <laughs> but like. I don't know. Like, like uh, Sinbad's character, uh, Myron gets arrested, and uh, the the cop that has kind of been like hunting him down like this entire movie, like finds out he's Turbo Man. And then they all go home, so it kind of like wraps up really nicely. And then you have that post credit scene. But uh, can we talk about Sinbad in this movie? Yes, yeah. I thought he was great. Actually, I thought he he played the character very well. <laughs> See, I, I am I am almost going to kind of go the opposite end and like and, and say like as a kid, it as a kid, it works. But when you're watching it as an adult, I think that it's like oh, his like his like overreaching for the acting is like it's Sinbad being Sinbad, but it, it almost kind of feels yeah, like that's what I'm saying. That's what... I feel like that's kind of what you expect from Sinbad. I don't know. I mean, that, that, anytime, I don't know. Anytime I go into a Sinbad movie, I always think it's going to be like over the top. And I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, there's just scenes where like they're they're like, oh, well, he's a postal guy, so let's let's play to the stereotypical poster guy. Like, and even to like a uh, like a certain extent, like I don't know. Like, I I feel like, and I could be completely out of line when I'm saying this, but like, I feel like there are certain like like the african-american community when it comes to uh just like i don't know how like what i'm saying but i I just kind of feel like it's like that over reaction to some of the things like it's just kind of like they've been kind of like normalized or like that's just the way they've been portrayed and I don't know. Like to me, it just kind of he he feels like a dual stereotype uh, in this film. Yeah, yeah, I, I can I can see what you're saying. Yeah. I completely agree with that. I do agree and, with that. 
I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the scene where he is in the uh, the mail room, not the mail room, the uh, the recording studio with Martin Mull, and he's like, "I got a bomb! I got a bomb!" Like it, that is probably <laughs> one of the funniest scenes ever. And then as he's like leaving with the cops, uh, he's like, "Wait, what? There was a real bomb in there? What are people doing nowadays?" Yeah. Yeah, he's like, it's a sick world we're living in. A sick world. Yeah, I remember that. That was pretty funny. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's like, oh, where like this movie where it's just like anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And it's like, oh, this is a bomb. And he like, you know, he gives it away thinking it's not a bomb and it's actually a bomb. Which I mean, it also kind of speaks to like the culture that this movie was playing to at the time of its release, because like mm-hmm. bomb jokes now, like they they just kind of don't like ever since nine eleven happened, you you just can't yeah, do yeah. them nowadays because like we you know we as a culture like these are these aren't just things that have actually happened and probably happen more than we actually know or give credit for. Uh yeah exactly pre 911 uh bomb jokes were like are actually like i guess acceptable and then now it's yeah, you don't get off bomb many bomb jokes anymore no they're they're taken like really seriously and like uh i remember like right after i was like right after 911 uh we had a couple of bomb threats that were actually like into like called into our school and like I mean, I remember sitting outside for hours waiting while they searched every ounce of the the premises to make sure that it was just a hoax, uh, that it wasn't a real real thing. And so like you look at something like that one scene, like while it's it's funny to laugh at now, um, or even even then and now, like it's one of those things that it, it just it it can't translate well to today's audience. Yeah, yeah, and I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. I don't know. Yeah, but that was like, a, like even like, like that pre not like around that time. That was like Unabomber time, right? Like that was like around that time, right? This was that movie. Was this released around that time? Uh, the Unabomber. I want to say actually it might have been before. Uh. Uh, Ted Krasinski, he was the Unabomber in 1996 was when he was arrested. So, yeah, it was right around this time because this was like 95 because Jingle All the Way came out in 96 too, I think. So it was like it was so right it was around, around that time. Yeah. So it was kind of around the same time. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, and we still thought, and, pe- and we people still thought that was funny around that time. <laughs> like, yeah, and I mean, like, wow. I, I, but I think, I think too, like, I think it works on. I think it's kind of one of those things that, like, you look at. I think Pixar is a great example where they've kind of changed the game on family films, where you're not only giving the audience something to laugh at as children, but you're throwing those those innuendos as adults that you can laugh at along with the kids and like the kids are going to laugh because everyone else is laughing. Like they don't know. It's just, uh, you know, and, and, 
but I think in kind of like these, uh, you know, before stuff like the the Incredibles or like Toy Story two, like you you didn't really have jokes like that. So like you had like yeah. bits where it's a bomb. It's a sick world we live in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. It's just it's just amazing that I don't know. I think it's just amazing that that even around that time we still kind of found that stuff funny. And it, it, I mean, like now we're not like. And then it's funny, like I guess we were like, I guess I feel like we were kind of desensitized to that. I guess it was kind of like. Uh, I guess it wasn't like a typical event where like bombings weren't happening as much. I guess and around that time for it to not still not be funny. Yeah, and I mean, I think at the time too, like for uh, us, I you know, are we laughing out of it, it, it being funny nowadays, or are we laughing out of nostalgia? Because I think that there are there are movies for me personally that like I I know kind of like aren't up to like cultural standards now, but I'll go back to and I I still laugh at them because they're funny because of the memories that I associate with them. Yeah, no, I understand. I get that. I get that. So you have here you have uh you have Sinbad and offering to team up with Arnold Schwarzenegger. How differently would this movie have been if they actually would have been team up like team member like teammates versus kind of like rivals trying to get the same thing? Yeah, I mean I don't know. That's one of those things where I don't think you team up with somebody to try to get the same thing because you would I would take into consideration what happens if it does come down to there only being one who's gonna get it you know yeah and especially at Christmas time like going Christmas Eve like where you uh and two they're uh that the the like one of the first toy store scenes that exists is the one where you know you have Chris Barnell and mm-hmm. he's trying to get a turbo man action figure and everyone's like ah ha 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 they've been sold out for weeks and you know you just kind of realize like and uh, this is uh, that was kind of the world that we lived in then it was also too was because you know i think it was right around the time where tickle me Elmo came out and that was like the hot toy that like everyone had to have and like you just couldn't get it anywhere yeah i remember that i do remember that time it tickled me Elmo. yeah i do remember that I, I remember one of my little cousins getting it, and I remember like hearing the horror story of what like what my um what my uncles had to do to get that. Yeah, and <laughs> and so like I I think that you know there's there's always that one toy that a lot of people wanted to get, and like you would go do crazy things and like have these like horrific. Uh, you know, Black Friday or Christmas movie, like, and that was one thing that growing up, like, I always heard like like these terror stories of like Black Friday, and I have gone Black Friday shopping every year since I've been an adult, and I've never had one of these stories of you know being trampled to death. I mean, granted, I'm not going when doors open; I'm going like a couple hours into the day, but like, I don't know. Like, I, have have we have we shifted as a culture to where? We're we're not focused on getting the the must have hot toy. I mean, I think it's a lot easier now to get get things now. It's not very hard to you know just go do a quick Amazon search or something like that. Like I think like during those times they 
Yeah, during those times, you actually had to, like, go to the store and physically buy it or else you weren't going to get it again. Now it's kind of like things are a little more accessible now. Yeah, like, I and I've, I've found that out, like, as an adult, like, now that I have, like, I, I'm on my own and I'm married, like, I, I find it harder and harder every year when someone's like, what do you want for Christmas? And I'm always like, uh, I've no idea because like i don't have to wait for things anymore because if i want a comic book or if i want a graphic novel or if i want this or if i want that like i just go i got money i and and, and my bills are my bills are paid and everything's in order like let me just go put this on and and it's it's just one of those kind of things but uh would I think as I was watching this, one thing that I was definitely finding myself thinking about was, would a movie like this work today? Like I said, I wouldn't. I don't think so. It's just there's, there's, like, I feel like things are too accessible. If it's not on Amazon, then you know what I'm saying. It may be on eBay. It's not on eBay. It's not on Amazon. It's on you know something else. You know, it's on, on Walmart. You know. I feel like, like I said, I, I just feel like things are now like a little more accessible and a little easier, I guess, to to, to obtain than things were back then. Yeah, and that's true. And I, I feel like too, like I, I don't feel like I don't feel like it's been a while. Maybe without like the with the exception of like the the Super NES, uh, with you know like selling out every or no the 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 NES Classic a couple of years ago. I, I don't think we've 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 kind of seen like toys that took the world by storm uh outside of like the early like the late 90s early 2000s like uh, you know turbo man stories like they were a reality when when uh you know the spice girls were the biggest thing in the world and everybody wanted the barbies uh furbies yeah, I, remember that. I remember those furbies uh, yeah i remember those I, I never wanted a furby and you always hear horror stories about that about the furbies too like uh, Chrissy had one, and she said that thing, that thing woke her up one night, one night in the middle of the morning, just talking randomly. Ooh, I, I've heard so many random. I've heard so many, so many Furby horror stories that I'm like, why the hell would you even want that thing? My uh, my dad actually uh, came in one night after getting off work, and I mean, it, it was probably like one o'clock, and it was a school night, so like us kids, like we're we're like, uh, I think we were seven and four at the time, my sister and I, and uh, my dad, my dad came in a couple days after Christmas and uh, he said that the Furby, like when he, when you came into my room, like my bed was uh, like right when you walked in, like it was adjacent to the wall, to the door. And then I had like these shelves and the Furby sat on one okay. of the shelves and my dad said that he came in and the Furby nearly made him pee his pants because it scared him so bad. It He, he came in and it was like, just to check on me. And the Furby was like, I see you. And oh, wow. <laughs> I... Yeah, didn't those, those things like, didn't the eyes light up too? No, the, the, the eyes did not light up. Um, I still have mine original okay. somewhere. Uh, I, I, I don't remember the, where like I put the it. Eyes like flicker and all of that, right? Like they do. Yeah, like, like... the the eyes like they they blinked and everything, and and when they talked, yeah. like it it was something crazy. Like they would go off like uh every hour or so, 
like every other couple hours. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't understand what was I don't what was the craze behind I, I don't get the Furbies. Like I don't get where that came from. It's, it's it was Mogwai for a new generation. You look at the the similarities between uh, Gizmo, where where right here, you can see Gizmo, yeah. and then you look at at a Furby, and you're like, they're they're basically the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like Gizmo better than I like than I like the Furby, man. That's because Gizmo. Everybody just wanted to cuddle with Gizmo and give him a high five and and sing with him and read comics with him. Yeah, yeah, man. Like smoking. <laughs> And uh, that was and a so good movie. Man. It, I love, I love Gremlins. We talked about it last Christmas, and look how far we've come in a year. We're talking about Jingle all the way. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> man. I keep, I, I, I keep throwing this off topic with like other stuff, man. Don't mind me, it's man. This good. is what, like what I do. Like, <laughs> like, like people hate having conversations with me because it's like I, I, I'll end up asking like other things on, on top of other things. So no, it's I have, all like a um. It's yeah. all good. It's because like it's it's all it's all somehow like spun off from conversations and related back to some way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And, yeah. and so, so it's jingle. It's yeah. It's all good. It's all good. So jingle all the way has this this arc with Phil Hartman's character, and I I love Phil Hartman. I we did two full episodes yeah. about Phil Hartman at the beginning of this year. Phil Hartman. It was a massive part of my childhood, whether you're talking about The Simpsons or Jingle All the Way at, or you know, just countless other projects, SNL, uh, Small mm-hmm. Soldiers, so on and so forth. But watching this film to prepare for this podcast, I, uh, I think this might be the weakest Phil Hartman movie I, I've, I've experienced since starting this podcast, I, mean, I loved his. I, I thought he played his role very well, man. I actually enjoyed his role in this one. He just played, he just played like he always plays that like evil, like kind of like douchey guy, man. That's true. He does, and he does that really yeah. well. Uh, except for yeah. House Guest, House Guest was, I think, kind of like my favorite role that I've I've seen of him. Uh, that one we did at the beginning of the year, but like uh, this role, like he just doesn't really add anything to the story like he's just kind of there yeah he is kind of there and just adds like a i guess like a like you know so now he has the toy thing that he's worrying about he's worrying about like you know arnold schwarzenegger is worrying about pleasing his kid making his wife happy and then he has to deal with the guy next door trying to you know trying to steal his wife too like and like the the introduction to his character i think is probably like one of the most cliched things in 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 uh in film and where you you kind of have this like uh all right so like and and there are certain comedies that exist where you have like the the quote-unquote like desirable man or like womanizer and that's how you're introduced to phil hartman like every like all like the they're all sitting around watching this karate like uh I don't even know what it's called, like a the dojo to like the belt test, and yeah, yeah. everyone's like sitting around. And they're all like, "Oh, Phil Hartman's character, whose name is escaping me at the moment." Uh, you know, can you come by and and check this? And like, they're trying to like do like all these like sexual like and you 
innuendos and it's just it's weird it's like it's like that lady from edward scissorhands that multiplied by like eight yeah yeah yeah, his name is Ted in the movie. It's such Ted, a that's it. It's yes. Such a... <laughs> I remember they named, didn't they name the reindeer Ted too? So yes, I named him Ted after my dad. Oh man! Then you got then, of course you have to have the one kid that's like, oh my dad's better than your dad, guy. <laughs> And then, too, like, there's that scene with his kid that he's like, oh, maybe your parents will get a divorce. Like, it's worked wonders for my dad. Like, that is not something that you tell a kid. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah. That was one thing that I was like, yeah. <laughs> As a kid, trust me, a kid that, that, that had to go through parents having a divorce. Yeah, no. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing good that came from that. <laughs> because it's. Like yeah. I, I, I still haven't like I I've never experienced that, so like I can't speak volumes uh, to that. But like I have had yeah. friends who have gone through it, and like you just kind of see how like it might not affect them in that moment, but as time progresses on, it's it's something that psychologically kind of gets into you, and 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 just grabs yeah, a hold of yeah. you, and stays with you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's definitely one of those things. Yeah. So I I don't know man I but his is like that was interesting that's interesting yeah his character in this like I I love Phil Hartman but it is hard to watch this film at sometimes because I mean it's just it's hard to watch like uh really period uh just with his character and uh I think I think one of the hardest scenes to kind of like get involved and like get over is the scene where Howard calls the house and he's trying to reach his wife and Ted answers the phone because she's up in the shower and he's like, Oh, I'm just enjoying your, the, what the, the great baking of your wife. Oh, she, she knows her way around the kitchen. And like, he's just kind of like, uh, what are you doing? Eating my cookies? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that part. I remember that part. And yeah, he was just going on and on and on. He's like, "Wait, is she taking a shower while you're there?" Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. And yeah. you, you can, you can kind of tell, like, he, he, like, has all these women around him that that want him, but he just wants the one woman. And I don't know, like, it's it seems. It's, it's one of those things where he wants the. He wants the one woman that doesn't seem very interested in him. Yeah, it, it's it's super hard to kind of get over those those scenes. Uh, I feel yeah, like in the long understand. run. Yeah, I can understand that because it's like, dude, you know she has she's she's married, and you're still and he's still going for it. He was still gunning for it. Yeah, he, yeah, he definitely plays a douche in this movie. Oh, uh, Liz was was his wife's name but i i don't know i i feel like i have said something are you there yeah i'm here i was making sure i didn't hear you because it went through a part where it kind of like cut out on what you were saying and it oh i what i said was it is uh i've said just about everything i feel like i have to say about this movie did you want to close anything and and kind of throw anything else out there 
Um, I mean, oh yeah, I did have this theory on what the the characters were based off of. I do feel like mm-hmm. I I feel like Turbo Man was kind of like a was like a was like a bootleg uh, Iron Man, kind of mixed with the Rocketeer a little bit. And then the yeah. uh, what was the name of um, the character uh, that Sinbad was? Uh, I'm trying to think of the. Um... So you had you had Turbo Man, the Demon Squad, and then Des Moines, or Demonoid. Yeah, yeah. Demonoid was the Dementor. That's what that's that was his name. Dement- his name was Dementor. Was it really Dementor? It was it was Dementor, and then you had his uh, his demon. His demon squad. Yeah, yeah, those guys. Those guys they, didn't they look like the putties from from uh, Power Rangers? Yeah, they they looked, but but the thing about it was that it was like they they took like one color of the rainbow, assigned it to each of them, and then they're like, oh, you guys are essentially like you just said, like they're gonna be putties. Yeah, and then I feel like, and then uh, the bad guy I feel like was like a was like a bootleg Doctor Doom. Uh, that, that was always like my little theory that I felt like those were the char- what those uh, the characters were based off of the uh, they, they kind of took off of uh, it took from like definitely I think Doctor Doom and, and Iron Man are like the basis of those characters, but I did love the movie. Um, I do remember seeing it in theaters. Like I said, it's definitely a holiday favorite of mine, and um, I don't really have much else to say about it. Just more that that it is kind of one of my favorite movies to watch around this time, and I think it's an enjoyable flick that everybody should enjoy. Yeah, I I think it would have been cool if uh, this is and this is the last thing I'll I'll say is uh, if we would have gotten like a Turbo Man cartoon to kind of interplay with this because you look at look at some of the some of the, some of the like the short lived but. 90s cartoons that we had uh we had the spawn cartoon we had the wildcats cartoon we had a back to the future cartoon we had an alf cartoon we had a beetlejuice cartoon we took all of these like iconic big films and made cartoons out of them we had a mask cartoon i would have really been like i think it would have been cool to kind of see a turbo man cartoon where you maybe for like a season or two where you could have explored some more of his like origin story like i think then maybe like i i kind of would have been okay with you know like liking this film a little bit more because you know you're exploring a little bit more of this mythology but i mean yeah. did you know that they made an action fi- they, they did come out with an action figure for it i I I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it because I feel like this film just is a is a giant toy commercial. No, they did. They actually did come out with a toy that, for it. I remember seeing it in um. Oh, it's, it's kind of it's, it's that it's kind of damn. I can't think of the name of the store. I know I seen it like in a mall somewhere. It was kind of like a hot topic. It's kind of like a hot topic kind of had it, but it was like a um, damn. What the hell is the name of that store where you can get like the beer mugs? Oh, you're talking and, about Spencer's? Yeah, I saw it as for sale at Spencer's. That's awesome. <laughs> the Turbo Man action figure. I would have loved to have seen a, a, a cartoon, though. Or like a comic, at least. Or something could have gave us at least like a one-shot or something just for like just for, for kicks, man. And, I mean, Marvel was so famous for doing that around this time because uh, another thing that like Marvel did a lot of these those comics for... I. I I know they did one for Cool World, which came out the same year, or like a year before. Uh, 
and uh, I know that they there are like Toy Story comics that that they put out too. Like they 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 yeah. did a lot of stuff that for like just one shots that coincided with these films. I would have loved to. Yeah, kind of like see they did one. Turbo they did Man. one for Meteor Man. They did one for Meteor Man. Yes, they, they did. did. They did a series for Meteor Man that was pretty. That was amazing, and I remember having a Meteor Man toy. But I don't remember that movie actually really being good. <laughs> oh man, I kind of want to go back and watch that movie again. Yeah, I, I, I've been thinking. I've, I've been thinking about it, and um, I have that uh, Amazon Prime where uh, you could like rent the, the stuff off the off the off the application off, off like a PS or whatever. Kind of like a it's kind of it has kind of like a Netflix thing going. I was yeah. trying to do that one night and. And Chrissy like vetoed that. I was like, "Yeah, no, that's not happening. <laughs> I'm not gonna let you." It's, yeah, because they cost like three ninety nine to rent. She's like, "You're not gonna spend three ninety nine to watch Meteor Man." I mean, why not? Like, <laughs> Meteor Man is is kind of one of those short lived. Like, I I will go back and occasionally, like, uh, you know, if I go comic shopping and pick up runs from like that era, that year, like where they would have like these, like they would have like movie advertisements and I, I don't know how many comic books I own where Meteor Man has a advertisement in that. I'm like, yeah, if he's not, I need to go back cover. and watch it again. Yeah. 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 I thought about that recently. You know, the one that, that I wish they would have made a comic for was, um, blank man. Oh, blank man for life. I love that movie. It's one of my all time favorites. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I feel yeah. on, on on like a boatload of cash, man. That could have like came off the strength of, of a blank man comic. I'm sure it wouldn't have been good, but I'm sure it would been. I'm sure it would have like been something that would have been cool to have. I like, and that's one of those questions too. Is like, could blank man really work without Damon Wayans? I I feel like that film works so well simply because not only because it's grounded in reality, but it's got the comedic genius of Damien Wayans and, and David Allen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. I'm telling you that that's, I wish they did a comic for it. Man. I wish they did it. Same. All right. So maybe next time we have uh Kalani on, we'll be talking about meteor man or blank man. We'll, we'll work uh, it out. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, all right. Well, where can people find you online? You can find me on on Instagram. That's where I'm on uh, mostly. Uh, it's uh, K dot Caraballo. That's K, uh, you know, period C A R A B A L L O. And you guys, be sure to click the links in the description below where you guys can check out and read Kalani's comics. Uh, we've had the fortunate of just about reviewing every single title that they have released. Uh, I love the catalog yeah. of of Kalani, and I'm not just saying that because he's on our show right now. I seriously, there he has fantastic work. Uh, the very little trying, uh, titles man, that I'm they trying. have right now, they're very good. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And if anybody checks it out, man, just know you will have. I'm mailing out the same day, if not the day after, and you will have it within two to three days. 
All right. Well, you guys can find us everywhere uh, at Victims and Villains. Uh, if you guys like what we stand for and want to help us bring suicide prevention resources, consider supporting us on Patreon and also check out our victim swag over on our Etsy page. But until next time, remember to keep talking nerd, talking hope, and speaking nothing else. And remember, it's turbo time. Mm-hmm.